Welcome back to the Deep Dig Sports Pod. I'm your host, Drew. My other host right over there, Baby D. What's up? It's D. Good to see you again. Today, we are digging into a whole bunch. So there is a new golf tour around, and it's not the combined PGA Live. It's another one. So we'll we'll dig into that. Uh, Today, we are also talking about the running back market. Why are guys holding out? Why are guys getting cut? Uh, and then we are also touching base on a couple of other stories. But before we get into that, go ahead and hit that like button. Go ahead and subscribe. Uh, drop some comments on the YouTube. If you are listening on audio, feel free to drop us a five-star rating. It really does help us out. It really pushes the content to other viewers. Man, how are you feeling today? I, I'm like all Baby Yoda'd out. I got you, My parents got me this Baby Yoda giant shirt at the game. Got the Baby Yoda hat. Dang. I feel like I got to watch some Star Wars today. Uh, you going to start Andor? <sighs> I've heard it's really good. It's there like, they put like $250 million into it. So. I've heard it, the storytelling is awesome. The only thing is like, I know how it ends. They all die. Yeah. <laughs> we did watch that movie before. Yeah. Uh, they really messed up on that. But any hoosers, yeah. I'm feeling pretty good. I think, uh, you know, with the finals ending, I think we are now into that time where it's like the only sport right now is baseball. And do I really want to watch baseball games? Yeah. Not like, do I want to watch them on TV? Of course, I'd like to go. But like, do I want to watch them on TV? I mean, yeah, like the pace of play is way better now with the pitching clock, right? Uh, ah, nah, I'm just going to tune in. It's uh, a majors week this week. It's the U.S. Open. So we're going to be uh, well, you know, watching some golf. Well, let's uh, let's get into it. So we'll talk about golf at the end of the pod. Uh, right now, three running backs, uh, some of the top running backs in the league, going through some situations with their teams. Uh, Dalvin Cook, I'm not sure if he's been cut yet. Uh, they, I've been told that he was informed that there would be cut. I don't know yeah, if that so means he's actually cut. Basically, we're trying to get a trade going with announcing that he's cut. Mm-hmm. That's like a last second desperation move. That's so desperate. Yeah. Um. So Dalvin Cook's going to be cut, if not by now, uh, very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Jacobs holding out of his deal. Uh, he was trying. They were trying to franchise tag him. Saquon Barkley holding out. They were trying to franchise tag him. So what do you think about all these running backs who are at the top of their game having trouble getting paid? I know Eckler also was someone who had to settle for a contract. I mean, it goes to show you, like, you play a position that is not a premium anymore. That's not the league. It's not, you know, 1990 anymore where we're going to pound the rock and we're going to play good defense. No, what people want is to sling that rock. You really put a premium on the quarterback. You put him on DNs and you put it on wide receivers. That's those are the positions that are going to get paid highly running back. We just seen like seventh round picks undrafted guys are going to lead you to where you need to be because they are as productive as the top end running backs. And do you really need to pay a premium? No. And so like where I think like guys like Dalvin Cook are still going to get a decent size amount of money. I think he gets kind of looped into that. Well, are you on the tail end of your career? Like, uh, I hate to say like DeAndre Hopkins, but like, I think he is looped into that conversation of guys that might like, haven't seen that downward trend, but everyone's expecting a downward trend. And do we want to be the one who gives him that last contract where it's like, fuck you money, you know? Well, it's a good and a bad thing that there's so many good running backs now. Uh, cause so many young guys are getting opportunities. Uh, so many low draft picks are getting opportunities. But then 
it's almost too many good running backs because now none of them are getting paid. You could just draft the next guy. And it almost makes me want to, if I had a, a, a client who's a running back in college, I'd want to tell them, let's switch to receiver because that's where the money's at. And even if you can just keep making a roster, like you have a chance to break out and get a big payday. Whereas a running back, you play a few years and that's about it. Yeah. Well, look at guys like Christian McCaffrey who can do that, you know, both. They play that dual threat. They're a lot more valuable than a guy like a Zeke or even, I hate to say it, like I think Saquon Barkley kind of misses out because he doesn't pass block, because he doesn't like want to be like kind of a, a quote unquote team player in, in team's eyes. Like, and I think the Giants have done everything. They, they drafted him high, very highly. He's been compensated pretty well. They wanted to pay him the franchise tag, which is 10 mil guaranteed this year. So that goes to show you like they did want him on the team, but he obviously he just said, what uh, What did he come out and say? Like, oh, I just want what's fair. But they didn't want him as much as they wanted Daniel Jones on the team, who's been like a mediocre quarterback, yet they paid him. But he's a quarterback. When Saquon go has, it takes the rock and then throws it, like... We'll go ahead and talk about that. But right now you're a running back, bro. And look at what running backs are getting. You just got the combined uh, average of the top three running backs and it's 10 mil. So you're going to tell me that's not fair for your position and what it is? Yeah, it's um, the players themselves thinking the market should be higher. The team's trying to keep the market low because if you have a star running back, the the asking price isn't adding up to what the market price is. Yeah. And and it kind of the proof is kind of in the pudding with. Super Bowl teams, if you look at all the leading rushers, they're all, you know, like traditionally not bell cow backs or star running backs. You got like uh, from the Chiefs, like Jet McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco. The the Eagles had just like a mishmash of guys. Yeah. Like uh, the Patriots. Who can you name all the guys? Uh, Ramondre like Stevens, Bolden, LeGarrette Blunt. Like it's yeah. just like a, a a lot of running backs by committees, and so there's not like a lot of Derrick Henrys and uh, Saquon Barkleys just leading teams to Super Bowls. So yeah, I, I can see why they're frustrated, but I could also see it from a team building side. Yeah, and so I think if you are a team like the Raiders, where Josh McDaniels wasn't sold on Josh Jacobs at all throughout this entire year. So why not just cut your bait? Hey, you know what? We're going to go ahead and just release you from this contract. Go sign Dalvin Cook. Hey, you know what? We'll give you the 10 mil a year to go ahead and play with us for one year as a, hey, prove it deal. And if we do well, we'll go ahead and sign you to another deal. But why not cut bait and do that? Because you've already kind of ruined that relationship with Josh Jacobs anyways. And the only way he said he was coming back was if he didn't have to play hero ball. And guess what? You don't even have a quarterback. So he's going to be playing a lot of hero ball. You're going to ask him to do a lot of carries. And that's something he already said he doesn't want to do with this team. Well, Zeke Elliott's still without a job. So maybe go pay, really pay him a little bit of money. He can go over there. Um, let us know in the comments. Would you pay these running backs more money? Do you think they're getting fairly compensated? Uh, let us know. We're going to move on to NBA. The Nuggets are the champs. Sadly, the Heat just ran out of steam. Didn't have enough guys. I really want to see Tyler Hero in that last game. I think that he overfocused on the chemistry and really just needed scoring. Yeah. They just ran out of guys, you know, that could all these role players were just missing shots. What did you think about the this finals as a whole? Uh this finals as a whole. Yeah, you just wanted to see 
I and I know it was kind of impossible to see the same Caleb Martin that you saw uh, in the confer- in the finals before in the conference finals beforehand. You know what I mean? You wanted to see the role players stat stepped up previously, step up again. But it's just one of those things. That's why they are role players. But that's not what they're they're not the star. They're not these guys who have shown throughout seasons and seasons and off seasons that they are at the highest caliber. And so it's one of those things. But the Nuggets look pretty good. Nuggets look scary, man. I I don't know if they look scary to me. I feel like they played a team that wasn't as big as them and a team that wasn't as talented as them. And they just executed. Yeah, but you're not going to tell me throughout this entire playoff run, the Nuggets just haven't made it look easy throughout each round. Well, yeah, they played. Yeah, they played really good in the Western Conference Finals. Made it look way easier than what it was. Yeah, we've seen this, you know, Celtics team that was, you know, pretty deep, as some say. Uh, you know, they were had. I think at one point they had the best odds to win the finals, uh, and they just couldn't do anything against this Miami Heat team. And the Nuggets came in there and made it look like a breeze. And I don't think that's by, you know, by default. I think that's one of the the skills of that Nuggets team. They are so deep and it's a lot of guys that are kind of selfless. Like, oh, you go ahead and take it. You take it. I got it. Cool. And then when they do have their shot, they're like, all right, I have that killer instinct to go ahead and make that shot. I used to be the guy when I was on Orlando. Uh, I was that guy in Michael Porter Jr. that I should have been drafted number one. But, you know, because of injuries, like I'm here and you know what? I'm going to make the most of it. And so they have a lot of those guys on this team that either were the guy before or aspire to be that guy one day. And I think that's a lot to to really deal with. Yeah, the bench really came through for them, like the Bruce Brown, Christian Brown, especially. Yeah. Who's one at every level now. Uh, KCP had some moments at the end of the last game. So, yeah, I think it was just uh, Miami had a, a great story, but their talent tapped out at the end. Like mm-hmm. Nuggets were just overwhelmingly better than them. Um, what does this say about Joker? What does it say about Jokic? Is he the face of the league? Is he the best player in the league now? I think it's really hard to, for the NBA standpoint, I think that they want the best player in the face of the league to be <laughs> an American player. And I think we've seen like, if it was going to be anyone past LeBron, it really should have been Giannis. Yeah. I think that they should have taken his story and really ran with it and been like, look at this guy, look at his crazy athletic attributes. Look at what he does for the game. Look at what he does as far as changing things and making it something that we haven't really seen in a long time where everyone was trying to pivot to the Steph Curry shooting. He's like doing it completely different. And so I think it is really hard for the face of the league to be non-American. Uh, but if it's going to be anyone now, it is going to be Jokic. He was back-to-back MVP. The only reason he didn't win it this year was because people were like, well, he hasn't done it in the playoffs. So how can we give a you know back-to-back-to-back MVP to a guy that doesn't show up? And so I think that was the conversation this whole time. But I think we've seen he really should have gotten it this year. Yeah, I think... If it was going to be anyone next, it was going to be honest. And there just wasn't that push by the NBA. There wasn't like, hey, let's stop putting LeBron and Steph in so many ads. And let's really get this this guy going. And if it wasn't him, then it was going to be Luka. But Mm -hmm. now that's kind of fallen apart as like Kyrie's been there. And it's been frustrating for Luka just to have success in the playoffs. 
And I don't see them like putting a whole marketing thing behind Jokic. No. And I think I think Jokic has a good uh grasp to be the internet's face of the league with all the memes and uh <laughs> did you see him he's standing in the corner sipping his uh Michelob oh, while man. everyone's partying or he didn't know what to do with the champagne he yeah. drank it and then he was trying to like do it and it wasn't <laughs> yeah. going so i definitely see him getting like memed to death and that could be good for the league that could be good for him but also i think it's someone who doesn't give a shit about being a face like everything you're seeing about him, he's saying like, "Well, I want to go home. I don't want to go to the parade." Do you see like, why he doesn't want to uh, go to the parade? Why? Because he has horses and they're gonna yeah. race this weekend. So he's like, "I want to. I gotta get back. I gotta get back." Yeah, he just wants to be at home with his his bros and, and his, his horses. horses, and he just hasn't. I don't see any driving him to just go do a lot of marketing. Yeah, and be like really embrace being the face of the league. He just wants to keep winning. Yeah, and when I think. The NBA's like dream would have been Jason Tatum to win this title and Jason Tatum to really take over as like the guy because they think he could be marketable. Yeah. And he's playing for like the Celtics team, really big. He's like the biggest fucking uh, Kobe stan in the league. So they could have had like so much more marketing behind him. So I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be a really weird time when lebron and like steph kind of retire in a few years where it's like okay well now we didn't really invest in these young guys who's gonna be the guy is or john the morant. ones that they did invest in <laughs> fucked it up yeah john morant. john morant zion um even like for a little bit brandon egram was slowly mm-hmm. creeping up there and then it's like okay well he went to new orleans yeah like realistically in four years who do you say is the face of the league who's the best player who's the face I think it's just going to be a toss up between Jokic and Giannis. And so and we'll Luka. see. Yeah, Luca, but are the Mavs going to build around him? Like, what can they really, really do? From like a cap standpoint yeah. and everything. Yeah. It's going to be tough. Well, uh, you guys let us know in the comments who do you think is the face of the league now? Who do you think could be the face of the league in the future? Let us know. One last thing we got for today Tiger Woods has formed his teams for the TGL. Uh, you want to break down a little bit about what this league's going to be? What can we expect? Uh, yeah. So it seems, all right. So it's Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy. They're launching a new indoor golfing league. And so the TGL is, uh, going to be those two. It's going to be six teams with three PGA tour players each in an 18 hole golf match every Monday. Uh, so each match is going to have a two-hour time limit, and it's going to be indoors, actually. And the golfers are essentially going to hit the long-distance shots into a simulator about the size of an IMAX screen. Um, and then afterwards, they're going to move the short game into a chipping area and bunker shots for putting. Um as of right now, some of the golfers that are linked to the TGL are Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, Xander Shoffley, and Max Homa. Um, uh, one thing they're going to play, they're actually going to start for, it's going to be a 15-week run from January to April. And they think this is the perfect timing because it's only going to be competing against the NBA and the NHL regular season. Uh, And they said that they put it on Monday nights because 
people are already programmed to have like Monday nights because Monday night football. So they think that's going to transition over into golf. So yeah. I know I just dropped a lot on you. And it's only a two hour. It's only a event. two hour an event. So it's so. not going to be like a whole weekend of golf or it's not going to be like a baseball game. And uh, I just want to shout out really quick Joe Pam- Pompliano for kind of compiling all of this information on why he thinks the league could be successful. Go and follow him on Twitter. He's really good. Um, but yeah, like, are you excited about this? Like, I'm pretty hyped for this league to come out already. I think it's going to be different. And so I think once it does launch, uh, I think they are going to have to work some kinks out here and there because I don't, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see like how it goes, how many teams are actually going to compete in each match. Is it just a one team versus one team? And that why it's only going to be two hours. It's going to be like three teams at a time. Um, I know they've already announced some of the golfers, but I seen on their website, they have about like seven slots that are still coming soon, coming soon, coming soon. Who else is actually going to get involved in this league? And is this just the league where it's the PGA tour players that were scorned? Like again, a Xander Shoffley, a uh, Rory McIlroy who were just so against live that they're like, yo, fuck it. We need to make our own something because these guys that were on the live tour made a lot of money that we didn't see at all. Well, to be fair for that, I think this was a concept before the live thing whole hap- all happened, or maybe it was around like the same time. This isn't just getting announced. It's uh, just coming back up because they're forming the teams now. Mm-hmm. But I think this could be something where, yeah, that's good that they only have three PGA players per team. Hopefully there's some other up and coming guys that can get on each team, really make a name for themselves, build their brand and before they join the tour. Yeah. So more money for them, more money for more golfers. Um, I think this is going to be like, I don't know if you've seen when Rob Deerdeck started like his skate league and he really made it event for people in his profession to compete have something where they can make money and have something that's easily consumable for new people to watch Mm -hmm. uh you put a scoring system on it that is easily understandable for like a normal person to just jump in and and understand because how hard is it for you to get new viewers to watch a whole weekend of golf understand what's going on gain favorite players it's kind of like oh hey yeah i know that guy's winning so I'm going to watch him once in a while. And then you slowly get into it. Mm-hmm. This way you can just sit down and watch a team. And it's only two hours. It's not going to drag on. I think this is like... And then the gambling aspect of it, it's going to be such a fun gamble and such an easy way to understand and break down what you're gambling on. Yeah. And I think that's the one corner that they should really market is like gamifying the gambling aspect of this. I think that if they're going to do anything, like I think it is an easy transition to really grow in the game. I, you, again, I think it's easy to see that and then be like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to go hit the driving range real quick. Or like, I'm going to go to top golf or something like that because it looks like it's, they're having a blast. It looks like it's fun. So I hope they bring that into it. Like show some personality, have fun with each other. And I think the group of guys that they have signed up for right now are all guys that are very likable and they will kind of take a little bit of a load off, especially because they all are, you know, not, like they're all friends with Tiger Woods. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I definitely want to see this more of a laid back uh, environment 
like let's get more of a family environment let's get kids in here excited about golf to really like keep building the fan base uh the way i picture this like in-person event it's like yeah like um, a wwe like not the craziness of it but you bring your whole family they're like hyped for their favorite participant and like you just keep going and uh you keep getting going every week every year and you just like slowly build loyalty between fan and golfer <laughs> and then i drink a beer what and yeah, then i drink I another beer to, what i don't want this to turn into what's the one that they go crazy uh on the tour oh uh, uh waste management yeah i don't want this to be a waste management level but you For know 15 weeks let's bring some excitement to the league but uh yeah i'm excited to see like i i'm excited to just enjoy golf as a sport in that way yeah i think it's again just going to bring a fun, different element to it. And I'm excited to see where it goes. Well, let us know in the comments. Are you going to watch the TGL? Are you just a person that enjoys uh, the old school style of golf? Are you just going to be honed in on hockey? Because, you know, Chicago hockey is back. Connor Bedard, he uh, measured in at 5'9". So let's go. Go Giants. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, we'll see you next time. Later.